Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, hello, welcome to Ghostman Radio Station, and tonight I'm... I have a little difficult time understanding you, because you speak a little different English than I'm accustomed to. Oh, I'll talk a bit, I talk, I try to talk a bit posher. Tonight I'm talking uh-huh. to, I'm talking to June Adhern, who is going to tell me a little bit about who she is, and what she does, and we're going to be talking a, a, a bit later about Halloween ritual to connect to your departed ones. I'm sure people will be very interested in that one. Hello. So, June, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? coming up on the horizon and it's always supposed to be there's a lot of in culture about the um the day of the dead then in mexico and places like that where they celebrate the, the, the people that have departed and they have little parties and i think sometimes they even dig them up don't they and dress them up and as if they were still there and all that but you i, I think it would be interesting if you could tell us a little bit how to ri- uh, how you would do- go about doing a ritual to connect to departed ones, how would we go about doing that? Well, since I easily connect to the departed ones, departed ones, <laughs> without a whole lot of ritual, but I think it, it's especially beautiful on All Holy V, the Halloween. We call it the Halloween, of course. Um, I set up a candle in my window, a window in the front, you are going to invite spirits to come in, but you only want to invite the spirits to come in that you love and you are safe with, because 
the history goes, the veils between the two worlds have dropped, and all of the spirits come out, the good, the holy, and the scary. So they're all walking the streets, and, and certainly, you know, in the Celtic tradition of the guising, the children guising and dressing themselves up, it goes back to, you know, don't give anybody your name, what's your name, Baldy Bane, ask me again, I'll tell you again, another. So it has to do with both love and fear. You want to invite those you love in, you light a candle, you put out a beverage or something and something for them to eat, just like you would do it for any guest. Sometimes people set up an, an extra chair. So I'm sitting in a chair, and I set up a chair for a loved one to visit me. Uh, I always put photographs around my candle in the front of the house, uh, and I have my beverages set up. And at times I will write a note. Perhaps I'm feeling very uh, melancholy, and I just want to connect to a beloved sister that passed, or my mother, or whoever. And I'll, I'll tell them how wonderful they were in my life, what they gave to my life, how they contributed to make me a happier and, and most loved person. So I will leave a note. Of course, when you go to bed, you have to extinguish that candle unless you're using an electric-lit candle. But the whole setting up of it brings you back to this sense that you are reconnected to that person that you're grieving for. And even the ancestors you don't know uh, you know, people forget how hard life was. <laughs> I mean, just even to get food, how hard life was. Uh, I know that uh, I'm an immigrant to the United States. I came when I was six years old. I came from Scotland. And my father came here for a better life. He came here so he could get a better job and feed all his lovely wee wings, you know. And, um, and that is my way of honoring those that have given to my life to make it better today. And do you think now that we are more paranormally aware than we were before because of because um, COVID's made us look into ourselves a bit more? Do you think people are more aware of their surroundings now than they were before? Absolutely, there is a huge. When when I began fifty years ago, uh, you know, only certain people did it. I've been called every name in the book, you know, religious people didn't do it, uh, cons did it to con people and all this, but in the last growing awareness, and I have to say even in the last 20 years, the amount of people that are so aware of intuition, of paranormal connections, uh, and, and ask me all the time, I mean, now I'm pretty much retired, except when I do my paranormal investigations for the Haunted Bay, but people are much more willing to accept and open to the idea that there's much more than the three-dimensional world and what we see and what we get. Uh, I like it. I, finally, I can talk about it openly without people thinking that I'm cuckoo, which, you know, that's, doesn't have to be part of that. I, I think I'm very normal. Now, when you do your help with your paranormal investigation, do you like to know the history of the place or do you like to go in what the word technically like blind you just don't want to know anything about a place bar that you've gone in and then you pick up on the vibe of what's going on absolutely I want to go in completely as you say blind I don't want to know about it other than the ad if I have to drive there if I'm not having someone else drive me um, all I want to know is okay what's the address I, will, I don't want anybody influencing me 
And I would do that for years in my readings. When people would come for readings, of course, right away they want to start telling you, here I am, this is it. Uh, and I always say, let me have my own impression. Because people can color your thoughts. They can, they can lead you to what they want you to see or say. And I don't, I don't do that. Uh, I love going in blind and I say whatever I'm feeling, picking up. And if I'm not, I mean, I've been on investigations where I say, I I'm not getting it. And whereas another medium, they may get it. So I like to be real upfront. I like to just say what I'm picking up. Uh, some of it historically has been shown to be uh, proven, you know, by the producer of the Haunted Bay or the person I'm dealing with. You know, I'll say, I'll pick up something. Maybe I say, oh, there was a man in this room. He liked to play music. He would come here to be away from the family. And I, I'm thinking of a client uh, that I did an investigation. <coughs> he said, yes, that's my uncle. But when I went into the house, not knowing anything, it was three stories up. I just trudged off. The person behind me going, oh, uh, but this room over here. And I said, no. And I went to this back room. I said, this is the room where the spirit is. So it's good to get validation. I don't like to just say something and someone says, gee, I don't know. What is the strangest or most scariest experience you've had while you've been doing your paranormal experiences? You must have had one that's like freaked you a little bit. Uh, the, the scary part, yeah. you could say? Yeah, that's the one that scared you the most. Like you've ever gone in one... Have you gone, oh, I don't oh like to be here? Uh, well, there's a couple places. One I can't talk too much about because it hasn't been edited and put up yet uh, on the Haunted Bay. Uh, it was horrible. I don't get scared easy. I figure I shouldn't be doing what I do if I'm going to be that scared. You know, once in a while you get the little feeling like someone just walked over your grave, the willies. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and so when I watch programs where they the, uh, do an investigation, so they start screaming and doing all that, it's totally phony. I'm going to tell people now, it's phony. Don't even look at them. But I went to this warehouse, not in San Francisco, because we usually do something around the Bay Area here in California. Um, and I actually almost fainted by what was being done to me by the entities that were there. And I'm not the only person. I found out later the reason they had us over is the employees of this warehouse uh, had taken some even photographs and how they had felt this menacing presence. And I don't faint easy. It's not something that I get scared easy. I get woozy or any of that. And they, I actually had to be held up because uh, I had felt the walls crushing in upon me. That was very scary. There was another place in Jamaica. I was brought down to Jamaica. I was commissioned, meaning they paid for everything for me. And one of it was to see what I picked up in this house. And in that place, um, I felt like I was being pinched and slapped. And, and that was a very, that was very scary too. Yeah, there, there's times, but I didn't get scared in that one. After I got scared, I got angry. I'm one of those people that if I get scared, Instead of flight, I go into fight. <laughs> so that's what I, you know. So, um, yeah, those are two. There's another one called the Great Star Theater in Chinatown in San Francisco. There were some things that happened in that one, too, that were unnerving. But I wouldn't say that I was really scared. 
Yeah, I, I can't say I'm escaping that one. What do you think of the theory that some people think that aliens and the angels are related? Are they are the same being? Well, I'm sure religious people may not want to hear that, but I, you know what? I, I also call um, those that surround me and that are helpful, I do call them angels, but I absolutely believe that we call the other beings aliens, just like we call people that come to other people's countries, right? Oh, they're aliens. I, I believe it is the same thing. I believe that they, from what I've seen and read and see some of the programs, and I look at them to learn, you know, uh, I, I believe, yes, they are the same thing. Yeah, I, I, I do as well, because there's too much coincidence going on, you know. I mean, it's like, I'm a great believer in that we try to look for the big miracles, but really, there's lots of little miracles that get missed. Manifest evil in our yes. through the power of our minds, through the power of our minds. Wow, no one's ever asked me that before, uh, and I have said, turn your mind away from that. Um, there are people that, because of their fear, well, let's even look at it today. Because of their fear, people keep seeing horrible incidents and people going on instead of, you know, there's a lot of good people on planet Earth, but what we hear about are those that are causing disruptions for us, and certainly everyone knows in the United States how bad it has become, and it is really bad here, um, division-wise. When you go in and you believe that you're afraid, when you're afraid, you attract to you, I call them vampire entities, low-grade entities. Someone like me will counter them. And if I can't counter them, I get the heck out of there. I don't want to deal with it. But those that can't counter them, they just open up their whole aura energy and say, come on in, evil, so that you can validate that life is a terrible, scary place. I always think, I know this is a bit weird, but I wonder how we would, how, if Jesus was around now, how would social media deal with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just thinking. Yeah, just thinking. There've been so many people going on Twitter. Oh, this isn't the bloke. It can't be him. He's white. No, he's got. He's got. He's like a hippie. Yeah, yeah. There'd be this. All this discounted. I just. I just would find it fascinating how it would be so different if the Bible was now instead of when it was. Well, you tell me, 
you must know you're psychic because all of those are the ones who counsel you and I think that they would be counseling Jesus those ones then there would be ones who have their own Jesus you know like the Dalai Lama when China says well that Dalai Lama doesn't exist we're going to give you another Dalai Lama I think Jesus would have a very hard time of it on social media he'd have to really get uh, an influencer <laughs> an influencer to keep putting him out there well I, I don't think that um we portrayed we put true evil on people like I'm not saying Hitler wasn't true evil I'm just saying the the times made him more eviler than he would have been you know the, the you know all the factors were all into one you know the poor countries people wanted someone to come along save the day he said all the right things all the right rhetoric a bit like Putin is now he's trying to say all these frightening things to just say oh I'll put a nuclear bomb over there or I'll bomb your oil and I'll do this and he's he's getting the world into fear and they're playing the game back aren't they they're sort of playing the game with him back well you know if we, if we really look at Buddha and Jesus's messages they are so simple and they are dealing with uh, you want to find peace within and if you can't find peace within you're never going to find it outside of yourself no matter if Jesus or anybody comes into your life um, I'm not a big follower of any one person or any one belief I like to think for myself and I don't think that most people think for themselves I think they want as you said someone to come in and save them and it wouldn't matter if Jesus came right now is the world an e more evil than it's ever been I think that it we have greater access to information of other places that in Jesus's time people didn't have access to there were killings and torturings and everything the gold went to the upper ones right the royalty and all that so I think that t these days is that we let me tell you this I went to a parochial school I went to school with the nuns back in the days where they actually wore the habits and everything and I remember that one of in one of my grades the nuns said that well we know what everybody else is thinking that will be judgment day the end of the world I don't think it's the end of the world I think it's the end of what we know of the world because we know basically we even know what people eat and where they go to the gym <laughs> so we are in a changing time absolutely yeah, I think it's sad that we've lost the art of communication I don't think nobody talks to anyone anymore I think there's one well, they, when people have an argument now they don't listen to the either, either side I'm, I don't mind if I'm wrong in a debate but I think it's good to have a debate. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I, I think a good, uh, it's a very informative to have a good debate. The problem is people see a, a, a debate, they use a debate as an argument. I mean, you can argue your point, but a debate is not this ongoing. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. 
And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. say we don't do you think sometimes we're given little i believe we're given little signs sometimes it could be just the smallest of things that you like you um like recently well some time ago my wife was in bed and she swears there's like two dark figures watching her it's only like briefly for a couple seconds she said they were there. And I said, well, perhaps that was your mother and father visiting. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm only guessing. I'm not saying it was because I wasn't there. But I just thought, well, perhaps he was just there saying, yeah, you're right. Come on. Don't worry. I don't, you know, I think sometimes we get these little, we're looking, like, again, for the, like we said about the miracles, we're looking for the little big things to come, like the ghost going, hi, hello, Mark. How are you going? But it doesn't work that way, does it? Because, like you say, they can only communicate if you're open to it. It's like everything, isn't it? You're absolutely right. Very insightful. The way spirits communicate, when I, I, I should have included, as you said, not listening, but keeping your eyes open, keeping your awareness. There, It was said at one time, you know, I read auras around people, I see colors, and it gives me information about that person's mental, physical, emotional, spiritual state. At one time, uh, auras were not uncommon on planet Earth, but now we live in a concrete jungle, so to speak. You know, even our little suburbia homes and their uh, place. So people have lost that part of them of awareness. Those that are out in nature have a greater awareness. A very small message can come that you happen to look up and there's a hummingbird right there outside, you say, your kitchen window. And you're having your tea or your coffee, whatever, and you've been thinking of a loved one that passed and you see that <coughs> hummingbird. Well, to me, that very well can be the spirit is coming through part of nature. Nature absolutely gives you a lot of signals. Yeah, I don't dismiss that. I mean, I, I think when they always say, this is a bit more controversial when they say about the soul, I think everything's got a soul. I honestly believe that. 
at depending on how big or small. And I think that the soul as such is like an energy force. And the energy force, wherever we go, either goes into like uh, like a hive-like mind, or my theory, I mean, I could be talking absolute rubbish, is that we, you know, like when we see the stars in the sky, we think it's just stars. I don't think it's stars. I think it's markings of people that have gone. And that's just a way of, that we, they're looking back at us. Now people are going to say, no, the star is made of this and this and that. And blah, blah, blah. But how can we keep seeing them? Although some of them are supposed to have been died, dead, like God knows how many millions of years ago. I, I just don't understand that, how that's possible. people before I don't know how true it is I've read it in journals so I have to take it a little bit pinch salt that when they've done post-mortems you know when they do the whole weighing up things there's always a slight discrepancy that they can never account for and that's been mentioned whether it's true or not I cannot prove it yet again I can't prove it it, it could be the soul when it leaves the body I mean I don't know how much of that is true because I'm not a mortician or an undertaker, I don't know. Like we could be talking rubbish. They might, someone might be going, "No, that's not true." Blah, blah 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 blah. I mean, I wish someone would tell me. Then I couldn't, and then I could say, "Oh, sorry, I've been wrong." You know. But I have read it a, a, quite a few places. Well, um, there was a report that came out, and I can't cite the name for you. I, I can't remember. Uh, someone sent it to me. Well, let's say it was within. Excuse me, within ten years. And scientists are starting to say, well, we know more and more how the brain functions. And I love to keep up with the uh, scientific studies and results of the brain. They're doing great work. But we don't know what feeds the brain, per se, <clears throat> other than the physical part of it. We think there might be a mind that is different from the brain, but we cannot really clarify or identify what the mind is. And somewhat of what you're saying, the spirit feeding the soul living in the body, you know, we learned that the soul resides in the heart, like your heart leads you. And then the spirit being, say, the mind feeding the brain, the soul, and then the, brain, the soul feeding the actions and the words and what have you that live in the physiology, that live in the physical sense. Uh, kind of like the Trinity, isn't it? You know, when we, uh, some people pray to 
to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They call it the Trinity. So there's a little bit of a Trinity there. It's funny you say that. I think there's always this connection about when someone dies, we always say, oh, there's going to be it's going to be a couple more. We always say it's in freeze. Now, whether that's because we perceive it that way, and we're looking for it that way, like you said earlier, and perhaps it's in our subconscious mind that we think that. But when you look at it, sometimes they look at monks and go, oh, there's that one there. And then we go, oh, yeah. I don't know if that's us looking for it. I don't know if that's us as humans looking for this magic number three. Or it's just a coincidence. Well, uh, in esoterical studies, in uh, spiritual metaphysical studies, number three is considered, as you just said, a magical number, a very important number. Uh, and it's like the pyramid. You have the, you know, the three aspects leading to the top. Uh, as far as it comes in three, I have to say that in all my very few years of living, now in my 70s, um, it seems like there's a lot of truth about deaths coming in three. Whether it's a coincidence, whether I'm just looking for it, I cannot say if it's both of those, but it's been my experience that deaths do come in threes. Now, obviously, you got... Oh, sorry. You carry on. And also, there's obviously the, the the other theory that for everyone who got dies, there's another person born, as if its soul is reborn in a, in a reincarnation. I'm not too sure about reincarnation. I have to admit that it's one of these subjects of a bit. I don't know enough about it. I have to be honest about that. Jim, tell me a little bit about your books. Well, I have four books. Two are novels and uh, two are nonfiction. Uh, my first book is um, The Timeless Counselor, How to Go and Get a... What is a psychic reading? What can it give you? What questions would you ask to get the most from the reader? How to tell if the reader's really uh, 
a legitimate one or just taking your money. And it just goes through all the aspects, where to find a reader, the different kinds of readers. And then my other book, How to Talk with Spirits, seances, mediums, and ghost hunts, and doing it yourself. It goes all through all the aspects. And I answer a lot of questions in that book of everything you and I and more of what we're talking about. Those questions came to me from people. Before I wrote the book, I sent out a mailer. And I said, if you have a question about any of the spirit world, ask me. And I based a lot of what I've gotten, like, not what I know, but what do you want to know? That's how I looked at it. I know a lot, but what do you want to know? That's more important to me. So that book has really been, it's really quite popular. And I didn't want to write it. A friend kept saying, my angel said, you have to write this book. And I said, that was my last book. I said, I don't want to write any more books. You know, not only writing them, but editing and marketing them. And so I wrote it to appease him. And he died within a year after he delivered that message to me. And surprisingly, that book has brought a greater awareness to people about communicating with spirits that went on, angels, spirits, guides, all of that. As I said, you said the other books you've written are novels, did you say? Yes, my novels. Oh, my God, they're so much fun to write a novel. Write a novel. You're going to have a good time. I know. I've done I've done a couple myself. It's a bit of escapism. It's lovely. If I I wrote them for myself. I've been honest. but I thought, if someone likes it, great. But if I never sell one, I don't care. People go, because you care about something, but I say, well, no, because if you don't, if you can't write for yourself, you can't expect no one else to read. Exactly. You know, I tell people, if you write a novel to put on a market to hold and expect that you're going to make a living at it, that's a whole different story, so to speak. But when you write a novel and you get to talk the characters out, and each part of the character is somewhat either like yourself or somebody who had been in your life. But you give them different names because you go, I've had a few people, my first novel, This Guy in June, and, and uh, both of them are uh, Scottish immigrants to San Francisco, a family, you know, that comes to San Francisco, because that's what my family did. But I just had to kill off the two brothers in order to make them have sisters. There were eight of us. I couldn't have all those people in the novel. And you, it, it, they're so much fun. The second novel, I wrote it because a Scottish actress in Hollywood asked me to write a screenplay for her. And... Uh, my sister died then, and I didn't finish it. By the time I got around to it, she moved on, But I, so I made it a novel. And it was all about the 60s in San Francisco. I'd listen to my 60s music, and I'd write drugs, free love, <laughs> murder. <laughs> yeah, but Who's going to get murdered here? Who's going to die? It, it was a weird time. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, you've got a couple of websites. I see you've got a coaching website. And your own website, I believe. Yeah, uh, my coaching. Yeah, you got a coaching. Web- yeah, yeah, you got. Well, now, now, now I only do metaphysical coaching. I mean, I'm pretty done with people uh, getting them to achieve all these things. But if we talk metaphysically and we apply the spiritual or the hermetic principles, you're going to get it anyway. I mean, that's where it all begins. So I just do that now because you know I'm mostly retired. Uh, I have some clients that I've kept. Or 
if it's a special person that I think we could work well together, I take only people that I think I could work with. Otherwise, I don't want them. I don't want it anymore. So, June, can you tell me which website you would like people to go to to find any information about you? What was that? I'm sorry. Please mention any website you'd like to mention. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sometimes my ears get old. That's okay. And they just filter out. Well, the easiest way is just my name, www.june, like the month, ahern, A-H-E-R-N.com. And I do have another website, SF Coaching, but that page, June Ahern, will take you to anything if you're interested. I do online classes once a month, taking a break after November class, and it's all metaphysical or spiritual. I'm thinking in November I might have some of my mediums that I know, maybe I'll deliver a few messages. I like to keep it informative, short, and fun. Well, that's the best thing. I think everything you do, you've got to have a sense of humor, otherwise you'll never survive. I mean, I have my dark days. I'm not going to say I don't. I have very dark days sometimes, and it has driven me quite ill in the past, and I'm not going to say it hasn't. But I try not to get to that stage now. I try to be yeah, more I, more relaxed. I try to be more, well, what can I really do about it now? Why am I getting stressed about it? You know, I try, but the, obviously once you've gone over the tipping point, it's too late. But The, the dark days, the dark times. I just, ha- I just had that a few days, and, uh, and I'm like you. You know, I had to take my little, I took my little walk down to the ocean. I don't live far from it, and I looked at it, and I realized what a little... I'm like a speck of sand there, and I don't have to worry about the whole world. Yeah, I get into feeling like caring so much for people, it overwhelms me at times. Uh, and you, you're right, if you don't have a sense of humor, you're going to live an unhappy life. This oh, world is such a strange place. <laughs> oh my God, yes. I thought I, was, I thought I was odd, but I know a lot more people than me. And I think to myself, oh, well... I didn't think that was possible. I mean, England's probably full of more eccentrics than anywhere else in the world, I would have thought. I mean, America's got a few, but we've got a lot here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have to get back someday to Scotland. I have all my relatives there. Uh, They're all, I haven't been there since 06. And uh, get back and just enjoy myself. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's down to money and sorting your things out and it's never it's, it's flying and things like that it's just it's never easy no especially now no I'm not I'm not so eager to get on a plane at this time uh, maybe I'll take a big ship over there who knows one does not know longer trip but hey you can sit back and relax yeah yeah well thank you for this uh, lovely chat we've had June I hope you've enjoyed it I'll just stop the recording there. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.